at the second line, Amar, I mean, first line, last, second to last word, Amar Barimduri, Amar Shmo. So Barimduri says the name of Shmo. Karamil Shal Machtzeles. This is a, basically, Machtzeles is a reed mat. And basically, there's part of it that, you know, all like, a, like it fell apart. So now there's only a few pieces, like, you know, left of, left of them. Most of the top of them shops, they're still useful, and therefore you can move them around on shops. My time, why is it useful? So Rava Bardura Asbrili, Bardura, Duri explained it to me. What did they do use with these mats? What were they used for? Lechsui Ba'afra. They used to keep dirt handy for, um, in case they needed to cover up some uh, excrement that was on the floor, you know, whatever. They used to cover it with dirt so it wouldn't stink up the place. And uh, they needed a cover over the sandbox, basically. And uh, that's what it was for. So you could actually cover the dirt directly with this piece, old piece of mat. Okay. Now I'm observing If you have an old talus, you know, tattered pieces of talus, you can't move them on Shabbos because there's no use. And I'm observing that has been really small, less than three by three. Because then even a poor man would have no use for it, let alone a rich man. So that's the idea. It has to be really, really small pieces, less than the size necessary for a patch, basically. Which is three fingers by three fingers. Okay. We have a broken old tanor. It's not mozer all to bring there. It's perfectly fine. It was an oven that was older oven. It was used already in the past, and now it's broken. It's still useful and not muktzah. Rabbi Yehuda Omer ain't He says it is muktzah. So hey, Rabbi Yosef Mishum Rabbi Loz Ben Yaakov Shiver Tanu Yashon Shini Talim B'Shabbos. He testified in the name of Rabbi Loz Ben Yaakov that actually you could move it on Shabbos. Al Kisuyam and the other thing that he testified is that the covering of the oven he used to put a cap on the oven. The oven was basically what we would call a pot, okay, it's a very large pot, and you could put food, and you put fire inside, and you put uh, food on the walls, and it cooked the bread, you know, baked the bread. So anyway, yeah, so the cover of such an oven to, you know, keep it in heat, is also, it doesn't even need a handle. Now, the Mavki, what's the machlokas between, um, uh, between Rameyer and Rameyudah here? So that's the question. So the microphone, forgive him. Omar Bai Bai says, but also me ain malacha, the ain also me ain malachton. The same machlokas that we had in, in, you know, between Rabbi Yudha and Rameir earlier in, in, in yesterday's daf, that's what they're arguing over here. Do you need it to be me malachton, or do you need it to be me malacha, even a me malacha acheres is good? What does the earthen way still need to be used for? This is Lishi Tassel. So Maskev La Rabba, so Rabba says, if that's what they're arguing about, Why talk about an oven? Talk a broken part of an oven. Talk about any broken keli. That's the main area of Machlokis. Why would they talk about this scenario? So El Amarava, so Rabba says, We're talking about a unique type of oven. And this type of oven is what they're arguing in. Normally, this is an unusual way an oven would be situated. So you put an oven over an open pit, 
all piantus, or basically an elevated pit, it's above ground pit. Um, and you put a stone there, basically so that it doesn't fall into the pit. Okay? If you're heating it from outside the pot, not inside the pot, but from outside the pot, then it gets hot above, meaning you're putting the fire in the pit, and then the pot that's dangling above is going to be heated that way. Um, um, so then, tummy, that's going to be tummy. But otherwise, it's going to be tar. If I'm, if I'm heating it the regular way with the heat on the inside, since basically the outside is surrounded by air, it's not a good oven, really, and therefore it's tar. doesn't matter, can heat up? It's an oven, and therefore it's fine. Tummy, still can be tummy. Now, what's the machlokas? Question: They're arguing in this by Krokom. They're arguing in this pasuk. Tanur v'kirayim yutatz. Now it's important to understand the etymology of the word yutatz. Yutatz means to break, but there's also a word lishbor to break, right? So what is the difference? Yutatz is used for things that are ground attached to the ground. That's when you say the word yutatz. A keli, you say shavar. Shavar broke the keli into pieces. But if it's on the ground, the word different meaning, different word for Utah. So Tanam Karam Utah's the main aim or to mean you look at. This is the Pasuk. So Rabbiud interprets like this. Rabbiuda Savar Mikhusar Nitza Tame. Shain Mikhusar Nitza Tor. It has to be basically fixed to the ground, then it's subject to then it's tummy. Um but you know, because it's possible to break it, meaning like the use the word nitza applied. Uh, but if it's like a like a like a basically just a uh, uh, just an oven that's not able to gather the heat properly because it's not you know surrounded on all sides with dirt or something to keep in all the heat, so then it's going to be tar. Bottom line is it says That's in a more expansive term to apply even to such an oven. But doesn't it, doesn't it say the word yutatz? So the Quran says, you're right. They use the word yutatz in the opposite direction. The oven's attached to the ground. Maybe it's like a piece of the land. And we know, karka is not a kabotoma. So that's why. Even though you support it and stick it in the ground and use the dirt to help insulate it, it's still considered an oven and still considered subject to Torah. Um, what about Rebuda? Doesn't he agree? It says which is a more expansive term. You should apply it even to this case. Even Rebuda, who says that it's not Tama yet because it's not really a Keli, it's only for the first time that it was used. Our basic shame, once it was used more than once, it doesn't need to be stuck in the ground. It could be dangling in the, in the, in the, on the neck of a camel, and it's completely open on all sides. Bottom line is, it's an oven already. Once it's an oven, it's an oven. So that's what, so the, basically, so it comes out that review this sheet over here is um, strictly <laughs> relevant for, um, for, uh, for first time only. Then the question is, well, the first use, is it considered a keli or not?
Now, Amrullah, and that's the Machlokas. Um, when Ula qualifies this and says, don't think that the Rabbana required to be close to the ground, even for the, for the first time that you're heating it up, that it's still like, you know, there's a, a pit underneath and it's, heated, you know, whatever. You, you don't need to talk about it that way. Um, even the whole time this pot was dangling in air, and now we're using it as oven, it's a good oven. Now, Maskevla Ravashi, so Ravashi has a question on this explanation. Yeah, if it's true that the whole machlokas between Ramiud and Tanakama is basically only regarding a very specific oven, and what's the halacha of a broken piece of that specific oven? Is it, a, is it considered uh, muks or not? And basically, it's, if that's what the whole thing is, Yach, the Miflaki Bishabitanor, Liflaki Bitanor Gufa. The same achlokah should be on the tanner itself. This oven was never used yet. It was only used one time. It's not a real oven, according to him. And therefore, it's not a keli. Therefore, it's a moksa. And uh, basically, Rev, uh, and, and, Rev, and, and Rev Meir says it is. Could argue, forget about the broken piece of the oven. The oven itself is the same dispute. Ella, right? So, right? It liflugu, betanah gufa. Hash the tanner gufa, the Rebbe Yehuda, if even the Tanner itself is not a Kaili, why would we bother to talk about the broken piece of it? So Elam Ravashi, so Ravashi says, you know what, let's back to square one. We're going with the original answer that this machlokas here between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi is the same old machlokas of whether it has to be Meim Malachton or even Meim Malachacheres. And what we're talking about is, is that this, basically this, piece of old, old piece of oven, although it can't be used as an oven in, it, in the strict sense, but it could be basically what we would, you know, you could heat that piece of earthenware up really hot, and then once it's really nice and hot, you can just lie down a piece of dough and it'll bake it on the surface of it. So the heat's heated up from one side, and then you put the um, bread on the other side, and then it'll cook. So that's what's going on. Rameir, the dvar of the Rabbi Yehuda, Rameir was not saying what he needs, because Rameir would say, I only care if it's me'im malacha, period. It can do something. So of course it could cover things, that's good enough. But he's asking, in Rabbi Yehuda Shita, according to me, I feel about me'im malacha, even if you can do any malacha, it's enough to make it not mokta. But according to you, ultimately, miha, the mechayagav, malacha, Hey, it still can do along the lines of what its original use was. It originally was an oven for baking, and now you could use it as a, as a you know pizza stone that you can bake on or something like that. So Rabbi Yehuda lo tami. Rabbi Yehuda says it's not the same thing. Hasam The way the it's a totally different baking process when you when you when the heat source is on the inside together with the with the food item. So it cooks one way, as opposed to when the heat is heating up the, from the other side and it's sitting on the, on, on the hot uh, piece of earthenware, that's a whole different way of cooking, and therefore it's not the same thing. The difference there, it was standing here, it's not standing. So the bottom line is, because there's fundamental differences between the two uh, types, of, types of cooking, types of baking, it's not. It's still not close enough to be considered me'in malachton along the lines of the original use of what it was before. 
Now, next thing, So the second halacha, the first one we discussed, but the second halacha was that the cover of such a rabbit does not need a handle on it. So How are we allowed to carry the covers of the ovens for the people who live in Muslim Chisayah? There's no handle on it. The answer is, it's following the opinion of Reb Lezben second line, which is basically, you don't need a handle, it's a sufficiently good cover without it. Okay. Brings us to the Mishnah at the bottom of the page. Ha'evin shebikiruya. If you have a, this is talking about a guy hollowed out his pumpkin, and he's using the pumpkin as a bucket to fill up water. Okay, now the only problem with the bucket uh, that's made out of pumpkin is that it's so light that it, which is nice, except that it floats in the water. It floats in the water. You can't really get much water if it's going to float. When it sinks in the water, then it will get water. So that's the difference. So if you have, so what they used to do is, well, how do you get it to sink? They would stick a stone in the uh, clean stone, mind you, in the in the pumpkin. Then it'll weigh it down under the water, and then you could fill it up with water. So in the Malamba, if it's fillable, they don't know fellas, then it's not going the rock won't fall out when you fill it. In Malamba, then it's fine, and it's not mukta. In Malamba, otherwise it is problem mukta because of the stone. Next case, Zamora, you have a basically a, a, a vine from the from a grape from a grapevine. Okay, so it's could you be used as a shikshur which is tied into a little small container that you could draw water from. So this is the rope part of it. You can use it for filling up on Shabbos. Okay? That's the second halon. This is the window, basically uh, something to block the people from looking in, keep, you know, keep the sun out, whatever it is. But it's a, it fills up the window. Okay? So you're allowed to use it if it's tied and hanging, then it's clear that this is part of the wall and then you, and therefore you can do that. I will see what, the, what his issue is. doesn't need to be tied, doesn't need to be hanging. It was used for filling up the wall, that's fine. We'll get to that uh, hopefully uh, soon. Okay. So first things first. When you have the stone on top of the barrel, Mata, see the vino fellas, you could and you want it off the barrel. So what you do is you tilt the barrel till the stone falls off, and then you get the thing. But the stone itself is is muksa. So I'm Rabbi Barami, I'm Rabbi Yochanan Loshana, that's because you left by accident. You put down a steward you know, not thinking what you're doing, you just put the stone down, you held it in your hand, and you just dumped it on top of the barrel. Now I need the barrel. But if you put that stone there on purpose, then that's a bustle of the That's basically a bustle of the because the barrel is there to hold the rock, and the rock is aser. So that would be aser. You're right. It's only talking about where you forgot. Then you don't even need to tilt it. Basically, this rock is, if you put it there intentionally, this rock is a cover for the barrel. Okay, um, if it's covered for the barrel, that alone makes it a keli, and therefore it's a valid keli. Now, Amar Rabbah, Mosfin So Rabbah says, my version 
that I have there's a kasha from our Mishnah. However, Jim Kiruya, the stone that's that's in the in the in the gourd, in the pumpkin, in Mimalamba, if it's fillable, it and it won't fall out, Mimalamba you could do so. And doesn't that mean that the stone basically is not mutza? Same thing here. So the Mar says, Vlohi Hasam given the Hatka Shav Yadofen. No, but you, since the stone there was embedded in such a way that it'll not fall out, that's why we don't worry about it falling out. So therefore it's like you made it into one of the walls of the of the pumpkin, and therefore there's no no that's why it's allowed. Okay, Amr of Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Umasvin and Ashmaitin Avakasha on my opinion that I heard. Okay? If the stone's going to fall out, you can't fill up with it. So doesn't that prove that this, uh, just a loose stone is considered a mux item, even if I'm using it to, for my needs? So the says, well, it's not a good comparison. Awesome. Since it was never attached, it's bottle, and it may, you can't really fill it up with it, so the stone is actually going to be a uh, Now, what is the nature of the dispute between if you noticed, Rabbah was quoting Rav Ami in the name of Yochanan, and Rav Yosef was quoting Rav Asi in the name of Yochanan. So, what is the machlokas between Rabbah and Rav Asi? Marsa Rabbina Maisa, Marsa Rabbina Maisa. The question is, how much of an action do you need to make something into a, a useful item that's intent that's not muksa for Shabbos? So, do you need an action, or is it even a non-action good enough? So, this is Lushitasam. Here's the story. Pam Achas, Halach, Rebbe, Lamakamach. Rebbe came to a place. And found a nice pile of stones that was you know, set aside from, for building a fence or something. And he said to his students, you know, this will be a good place to give shear. So, go out and have in mind that we that these stones are useful for our seeds. That we'll be able to sit on it the next day. And Rabbi did not require any action; just having them zin. Okay, that's what the version was as stated from Rebbeinu. Not true. It's Rechan Rebbe the Meiser. Rebbe did require an action. They had to do something to the pile of bricks, pile of stones. My, what was it that they had to do? So Amalur of Ami, so my Amalur, what did he tell them to do? What was the action that he directed them to do? So Rav Ami, Amalur He said, actually, go and set up the chairs in their proper locations so that it'll be suitable for sitting on. Now, what they basically Ravami is taking the more stringent stance that there's that you really they're gonna you have to it's not they're not becoming non muksa we have to actually have to set the table or set the chairs in the proper locations from before Shabbos because we're not doing anything to these racks, okay, and uh, these stone bolters, um, and that's all he said. them, go and arrange them, which basically implies that that you 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 need a mice. And just clean the stones, even leaving them in the pile where they are. All you have to do is clean them so it'll be suitable for sitting. And that's all. That's basically, you don't really need much of a mice on it. And that's my chlokas, Ravami and Ravasi. How much of an action do you need? Is it good enough just to, you know, minor things, or do you have to actually change it in some way? So, we have a, a statement. Rabbi Yosef, Shol Amr, Soshol Koros Hava. 
story was not talking about stones in the first place. It was talking about a pile of beams. Okay? Rabbi Yochanan and Shaul Amar Goshu Shal It wasn't beams. It was actually the boat depth tester, which they used a stick in the beginning of the boat. They'd stick it down to be able to make sure that they knew that the, the bottom of the hole won't it's deep enough, the water's deep enough. Now, you're much more machmir on the goshus that it shouldn't bend, so therefore they're very limited on not going to let you sit on it um, necessarily. But if you say that they did, so then surely a pile of just regular beams would be less of a problem. People are makbid, and therefore you can't use it as a seat. Nobody would allow it, and therefore that's not the case. Anyway, the bottom line is, that is what we're talking about. This is the two sides of uh, the two versions of how much of an action, very interesting, how much of an action is required for, uh, for to, be, to allow uh, something that was would have otherwise been muktza be now considered not muktza. Next thing we talked about is the zmorashik shura. This is the vine that you that's tied. Now shura in lo shura lo sounds like it's only not muktza because you tied it. Now so which is not like If you have the 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 bast of the palm that you had took it for wood purposes, to use this firewood. decided that, you know what, I want to sit on them. You have to tie them together. You don't have to tie them together. It's perfectly fine to sit on. So, you're not going like, you're applying that you need to tie it. That's not like Rav Shem Gamliel. So, Rav Shem Gamliel, I feel Gamliel. No, it fits. We're talking about we're The vine we're discussing over here is a vine that's still attached to the grapes. It's just a vine that sticks out, and I'm, I'm tying it onto something. Then I'm allowed to use it only because it's tied. Otherwise, not. So Gemara says, "What are you talking about? Aren't you using something that's attached to the ground? I thought we, you know, you're not allowed to use things that are growing, right?" So the Gemara says, "You're right." But the Matami Gimel, if it's less than three tachim off the ground, you're allowed to use uh, things that grow, like, for instance, if there's like a root. That you know, the tree that's sticking out above uh, and it's less than three tracks from the ground, you can sit on it and it's fine. Okay. Rav Ashi, right now you don't have to say this. I feel like we could talk about uh, even a, uh, a detached piece of vine. The concern is it's a maybe you'll cut the vine. Okay, cut it down to size. Okay, tomorrow it'll be too long and I'm going to cut it and therefore since. It's easy to, it's easily cut. It's not like a rope that's like, you know, that's uh, a hassle to cut, so there's less of a concern that you're going to cut it down to size. This, you just break it open. It's not a big deal. Therefore, you might have, that's why we have to tell you that, uh, that's why there's a position that it's forbidden. Next thing is the Pekakachalon. What's the deal with that? So, Amra Rabba, Barbachan, Amra Yachan, Kolmod, everybody agrees. Shein Olsen, Ola, Arabi, Tchilab, Yomtov. To make a temporary tent on Yamtif from the outset that was never there before, that for sure is not allowed on Yamtif and of course not on Shabbos. The question is if I already have something and now I want to add to it, 
That's the machlokas. Blazer Omer Emos Sifim Yamtiv. He says you cannot even add to an oil array on Yamtiv. And so Chol Mishabes and surely not on Shabbos. Chol Mishabes and Sifim Mishabes. You are even allowed to add on Shabbos of Enzer Chol Mishabes. And that's the issue with this Bekaka Chalon. You have an open window, and I'm filling it. That's being Mosif on the Ohel. According to Rabbi Yezer, that's prohibited, and according to Rachamim, that's perfectly fine, even on Shabbos. And that is basically where we got up to, where we'll get, we'll stop, uh, and we'll start from here tomorrow, in Mirz Hashem. I hope everyone has an easy fast and a wonderful, wonderful day. A pleasure learning with you all. Hopefully tomorrow, back in Houston. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Maybe we'll have a party tonight. Uh, Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Okay.